So um, I thank you for tuning in with me uh, as we discuss uh, things like the vortex of creation and how to set your vibration to be in perfect alignment uh, to manifest your desires. So uh, we're about ready to get started here. I just want to say hello to Alan. Uh, He lives in New Orleans with his three children, and um, I was just about to say to him before we went live, uh, I actually hail from New Orleans. I was born there, uh, spent the first 30 years of my life there, lived in the French Quarter, um, lived in the, the, along the... um, Oh, what do you call it? The streetcar route. Um, I, I'm it, it. The the term for that uh, that part of the city is failing me like right now. Uh, but I'm sure Alan uh, will fill me be, in. Yeah, yeah. I think it's Canal Street. Is that it? Uh, yeah, you know, I worked on Poydras, I worked on Canal. Uh, I'm thinking when you take the streetcar and, and ride it down uh, St. Charles, you get to the end where it turns around by the Camellia Grill. Um, I forget what that part of town is called, uh, but we lived there for a while. Yes, uh, River Bend. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, it's it's nice to be talking to a fellow New Orleanian, especially while the Saints are doing so incredible. Are, are you a fan, Alan? Uh, yeah, I don't keep up with it as much as some do, but I'm definitely interested when they get this far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, It's been a long time since they've gone this far, and someone asked me Sunday, did I have a good day? I said, wow, you know, we're in our new home. The Saints won. Outlander was on TV. My best friend called me. Um, so it, it was uh, it was a great uh, it was a great Sunday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, but anyway. <laughs> uh but but let's um you know let's uh you know refocus here and um uh want to talk about your your book uh your it, your first book uh titled Time to Align. Um tell me a little bit uh Alan about what uh what was your incentive there um or what um what things were maybe happening in your life that were profound enough that you felt it was it was worth uh, looking for a publisher and you know going through that those trials and tribulations and actually putting it out there. Yeah, well, thank you, Karen. I appreciate it. Uh, basically, this was the book that I was looking to read. Um, it wasn't anything more complicated than that. It was just the book that I wanted to read, and I didn't really find it out there, so I went ahead and uh, just took the time to put it together. Okay, so did you have some, um, you know, profound experiences that, uh, that you know, that were maybe the catalyst for the book? Yeah, yeah, I would say so. I went through a divorce. Uh, I don't know how much that had to do with it, but I think it was, you know, it kind of helps you to, you know, have a perspective to have focus on what's important. And I just, um, I don't know what it was. I just had these ideas about the law of attraction and how something was missing about all the books that were out there about it. And so I thought that maybe there was room for something else that, you know, got it a little bit deeper and maybe explained things for me anyway, I can't really speak for others, but for me that helped me to understand how does it work? How do the laws of the universe work? 
Right, right. Um, well, and I want to talk about all of that, and I don't, you know, and and I don't want to necessarily knock the that popular book, The Secret, uh, but I do remember mm-hmm. reading it, and to be honest with you, I didn't come away with anything um, that you know that sort of shook my world. Um, it 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 didn't. Um, I don't know. It felt like it was a lot of hype, um, and uh, but but I mean. Uh, you know, I am a firm believer that what we focus on manifests. And uh, I know, you know, a lot of people are getting ready to do vision boards and things like that. Um, it, it, yeah. is, do you, it, you know, is, is that part of your process? I mean, um, I, I guess what I'm asking you is what's different about your ideas about aligning in order to manifest that um, – you know that that we wouldn't have found in say a book like The Secret. Okay, so I think the big difference, and they did kind of allude to this in The Secret uh, when they had the, you know, they mentioned something about the secret is being suppressed uh, at one point. So that's, I mean, really, that's where I was coming from in this book. That there is, I don't want to say the word conspiracy, but you know, there is an attempt to keep people. From And I, you call it the law of attraction. What I like to think of it as is growing spiritually. So it's more, it's more broad than just, you know, attracting things into your life. It's more just general spiritual growth that is being suppressed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, and, and, you know, look, I'm a firm believer uh, of that. And, and, yeah, and you do hate to use the word conspiracy, but I feel like the powers that be, um, you know, the people out there, whether it be the media or our leaders today, um, there aren't a lot of good role models out there. Uh, I think they do dumb down the public. Um, you know, I'm a former Catholic from the Bible Belt. I mean, New Orleans is the Bible Belt. And um, having got away from it and looking back on it, I think a lot of the major religions are about power and control, you know, having, uh, you know, your connection to the divine, whatever that is, you know, you need that intermediary, the priest, the rabbi, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, again, taking the power away from you to be able to um, raise your consciousness, raise your awareness, um, learn what you need to know for yourself, grow spiritually yourself. They want to keep you sort of dependent. Um, and looking at what they want you to look at, um, and I think uh, sometimes that's, um, you know, not the the path to uh, personal enlightenment, maybe. Um, are, are, we, are we on the same mm-hmm. page, maybe? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly how I, was, um, how I was approaching it when I wrote the book, that there was something that was, it wasn't just, you know, something where, okay, let me think some good thoughts and then good things will come to me and I'll get rich and this and that, which there's nothing wrong with that. But I I was looking at, at it from more of a worldwide, um, you know, what's been going on for hundreds of years and where are we going and what's, you know, what's the future and what's the purpose if we are going to grow in this, in the law of attraction or in spirituality, you know, what's the purpose and what's really keeping us from achieving that. And that's where I was coming yeah. from. Okay, and and I want to get into that. Um, you know, my husband has this great saying, and I truly do believe it. Um, you know, what you put out 
comes back to you. So if you're kind and generous and you do good things, um, you know, he's a believer that more than likely, um, you know, you're, you know, you're more likely to get positive back if you put positive out. You know, I know people that mm-hmm. say, uh, you know, what you put out comes back to you three three times, you know, so if you're, you know, if you're a nasty person, if you're a jerk, if, you know, you're a horrible boss, if you kick the dog, if, you know, you're, uh, you know, one of those sorts of, um, you know, kind of nasty people, then, uh, you know, you you might not, you might not be so happy, you know, things might not uh, go well for you. Uh, But, you know, I, I, I think what you're talking about maybe goes a little bit deeper than either of those ideas uh, either. Um, and, and, that's, and that's where I want to go. You know, I want to get beyond the cliche and, you know, maybe you yeah. can give us um, some examples of, you know, how you, I'm just going to say work the system. I, that, that's not the way I mean it. That sounds, um, that doesn't sound very spiritual, but how do you, how do you make it happen? What is your process? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I just came up with these. And, again, these are my, you know, opinions about, you know, what it is that helps us to kind of align with the universe, uh, raise our vibration, however you want to call it. Um, and so, but I think what it, a good analogy is, is that it's kind of like a guitar or a musical instrument. So where if you play the right notes, at the same time, it's beautiful. And that's what you're looking for in life. You're looking to get everything lined up perfectly, and then it, it makes beautiful music automatically. Um, does that make sense, what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, I, I think so. But, but it, um, let's talk a little bit, not so much in hypotheticals or theories. Um, talk, okay. uh, you know, say, say in real life, um, and, you know, real life stuff, you know, um, what kind of things are you talking about lining it up right so that things go right? Okay, right. So I have, so basically the book is 10 chapters, uh, five things that, in my opinion, lower vibration and five things that raise vibration. And so what I guess the idea is that it's a very basic things. So if we just do at least these basic things, don't put aside everything from the secrets, uh, kind of, you know, thinking good thoughts and everything like that. Just try to achieve the basic things in our everyday life. Then we're kind of at a better position. We have a foundation where we can automatically um, bring in only good things like the two I think the example I use is that low vibrations and high vibrations they can't coexist so once you raise your vibration everything else that's of a lower vibration which of course those are the things that we do not want they just automatically will go away because they can't it's it just doesn't work that way yeah so well, and, and here we're saying like attracts like. So if you're vibrating yeah. on a low level, you're going to attract low level. And and you know what? Let's take a minute here, uh, just in case uh, we have some new listeners uh, to the show, and um, you know this is kind of a new concept for them. Why don't you um, kind of give a thumbnail definition of what do you mean when you say vibration? 
Okay, so in quantum physics, which I think my understanding of it, I'm not a quantum physicist, but everything that we have in the in the physical world is at its base. Uh, it's made of atoms, basically. Um, atoms, of course, are mainly their vibration. They're not really solid, although they appear solid, and that's a big, that's an interesting discussion. Why does it appear to be solid? But I think because everything is vibrating, that kind of gives us an idea, okay, so we're the same way. So humans are the same, but I think humans have the ability to raise or lower what the vibration is of our of our being. Whereas the table that we're sitting at, it doesn't have that ability. It's it's at a constant state. So, and I think our ability to do that gives us the power to connect with creativity, with the universe, uh, with um, just everything else that we want to achieve in our lives. Okay. Is that, I'm not sure um, if that's making sense. No, no, I, I think it does. You know, it's it's our, um, you know, we, we're we're on a higher level of vibration than these inanimate yeah. objects, um, so to speak, and um, and part of maybe our responsibility as human beings is to recognize that uh, this is part of our. Um, physical makeup, you know, even if you want to maybe mm-hmm. call it our esoteric uh, physical makeup, and um, that gives us, um, you know, power over our lives that we might not have realized uh, we have, you know. Um, about a year ago, um, I had to look at some of the relationships in my life because I had some people in my life that I felt – were um, looking back on it now, they always seemed negative. Uh, life was always horrible. They always complained. They rarely saw the good in anything. Um, and I think they were vibrating at a much lower level. And I think they kind of dragged me down. Um, it, 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 is, that the, is that the kind of thing that, um, you know, you're, you're talking about too? You know, uh, you know w- w- uh, what level we're vibrating on as people? Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think it's, uh, you know, that definitely is a factor that we can easily get dragged in if we're around people of a different vibration or of a low vibration. It's, you know, it's very easy to get dragged into that. Whereas if we can really focus ourselves on just raising our own vibration and, you know, seeing what happens, what, what does the universe do in response to that? And I think in my experience, it's been pretty interesting i've definitely had some some letting go of some some low energy some dark energy that i've you know it's really to me it was indisputable that happened so i I definitely believe it uh for me it's it's been proven in my life right right well and i'm thinking too i mean right now there's so much um and uh oh you know there's so much uh um uh, you know, uh, 
I, the, the words fail in me. There's so much strife out there right now. You know, there's, uh, mm-hmm. you know, there's uh, left and right, liberal, conservative, uh, uh, you know, all of these political factions, uh, you know, white people against brown people. I mean, you know, you just go on and on and mm-hmm. on. And I, and I think when we um, do that, you know, when we divide ourselves up like that, um, and this is my personal opinion, you know, I think that is dragging us down and making us vibrate on a lower level. So we can look at this sort of stuff on a personal basis, but I think we can also look at this stuff on a, um, you know, in, in, as a collective as well, you know, uh, as, mm-hmm. as a country, yeah. as a, as a, as a, I don't know, maybe you have a church group or, a, you know, a, a football team or, um, you know, a, a choir, I don't know, you know, groups of people, you know, come together of, you know, you know, innumerable, innumerable kinds, and, um, you know, they can either vibrate together uh, on a higher level and maybe, you know, bring in very positive uh, results, or they can stay uh, on this very low level and then just perpetuate you know, anger and hate and, and, um, you know, divisiveness and and all of that. Um, I I think that was one of the reasons I wanted to invite you on the show, Alan, was because I, 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 I kind of felt like maybe a lot of us have lost, um, the sense that we have maybe a little bit more control, you know, over, um, you know, the vibration in our life than, um, then, you know, then, then we uh, take credit for, if you will. Yeah, yeah, I think we do have the ability to uh, control our vibration, to raise it. And it's a process. It's not something that takes place overnight or it's not like a quick fix to anything, but it is a process that takes, you know, years. But as, as long as you're consistent, you'll see results and you'll you know the alignments that need to take place will happen and but it's more of a natural kind of organic thing that happens it's not it's not like a um you know i don't know how else to say it like a quick fix for anything so it's so it's not like um okay i was nice today and i was vibrating on a higher level so i'm going to i expect to go out and win the lottery it's not exactly. quite exactly. so so quit so quit pro quo, you know. Um it's yeah, it's, um, a, it's a process. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um well you mentioned um and, and I want to go back to that. You mentioned in your book, um, was it five things that will keep you vibrating low or was it five things that will keep, that will help you lift your vibration? It's both. Yeah. So it's five things. The first five chapters are things that uh, kind of keep you at a lower vibration, uh, in my opinion. And then the second half is the five things that will increase, help you to increase your vibration. And these are things that we can, we have control over. It's things that, you know, it's our choices that we make. So do you, do you mind maybe listing some of those for us? Uh, sure, 
Sure, I'll definitely be glad to. Uh, which ones did you want to do, the lower vibration or the higher? First? Yeah, let's, let, let's, uh, let's do the lower vibration, and then um, depending on how long that takes, we might take a break. And um, I have Jay on the line. He's going to want to ask you a few questions. And then after the commercial, maybe we'll come back and do the, um, the, the ones that put you in on a, a higher vibration. Okay, great. That sounds good. And, of course, these are very um, non uh, – how do you say it? Non uh, – I'm losing the word right now, but they're a little bit um, – they could be controversial, I guess, some of these okay. ideas. Okay, Yeah, yeah, but okay. it's okay. That's, these are just things that, in my opinion, that – you know, the things that people don't really think about when they're talking about this sort of thing and spiritual growth. So, okay. but I think they're important, you know, for me, I found them important. So that's why I put them in there. Okay. Okay. So the first chapter, the first part is actually, I put in masturbation and prostitution. Okay. And so these would be two things you think, um, uh, tend to, um, Keep us vibrating lower. on a lower level. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, yep. and and if you don't mind, I want to ask you about that. I can see where prostitution okay. would, um, because um, you know I don't think you know while I think it probably serves its purpose, um, I, you know I kind of think you know having a, a more of a spiritual connection with a lover uh, is is certainly. Um, you know, uh, something better you could achieve than having to resort to, um, you know, paying someone for sex. Uh, but that may just mm-hmm. be my own personal bias, and you know, and I'm I'm willing to, <laughs> I have that discussion with someone. But but I wonder why masturbation, though. You know, I mean, I know when we're kids, you know, you you hear those funny things. Oh, you know, if you do it, you're going to go blind. Um, but I don't know. I guess uh, as someone who's goddess oriented, um, and where you know, sacred sexuality is a is a plus. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't know. I I, I wonder. About about self-pleasuring, um, that just feels like something that's natural. Um, is there a reason you don't see it that way? Yeah, yeah. So basically, um, a lot of this, it's it's basically my own personal uh, experience with it. So it could be, and this is not to be judgmental at all. It's totally not that. It's just more people, you know, if you're interested in an, an, another idea about it. And I think it's not a new idea that masturbation does uh, kind of tend to make us, um, I'm not sure how they put it, but a lot of the people who are into the whole celibacy and not so much the religious aspect of it, but celibacy for, you know, more other reasons, you know, for mental clarity, for different ideas, you know, they've laid out how it helps them to have more power and more energy to do things uh, in their lives that they normally, they wouldn't be able to do if they okay. were, okay. you know, just, just totally letting themselves go into that. Uh, so that's, that's kind of where I'm coming from on that. And that okay. it helps you to okay. focus. Fair, fair um, enough. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I mean, and, and yeah, yes. Uh, I, I've I've heard stuff like that. It's it's like you know, ejaculation is like the little death. I forget how you say it in French, um, but uh, yeah, I I do know people that are or celibate because they think it helps them retain their uh, you know their personal power. Okay, I get that. Um, mm-hmm. So what yep. what would be what would be one of the next um, uh, things that keep us vibrating well? Okay, so the next one would be another one that's uh, non-controversial, of course, uh, possessive sex. Um, yep. So what that is... Possessive, uh, possessive sex. Yeah. yeah, you're going to have to divine, define sex. that. Yeah, yeah. So when I, when I say that, it's more... Oh, gosh. So if somebody is has a... So in other words, we're not supposed to be overly attached to anything in this world. Uh, that's kind of part of spiritual growth um, in any, you know, in many traditions. And I think right. possessive, when I say a possessive sex is like somebody considers an attachment to another person to be kind of like an absolute thing where this person is almost like a property of theirs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's what I mean by that. Yeah, I mean, I could see that as a form of domination, um, or, or or even, um, oh, um, uh, you know, uh, um, you know, being too dependent, uh, you know, a little bit different, but it's still that uh, uh, maybe a perv- uh, an unnatural or uh, an attachment that's taken a little bit too far, where it's unhealthy. Yeah. Especially yeah. if 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 especially if maybe the person that you're attached to um has to be a submissive or something and it's not an equal partnership. Right. Correct. Okay. All right. Um uh more please. <laughs> okay. So uh more on this on the possessive sex or more on other uh, no, low the, vibrational No, the next things? one. Yeah, okay. uh, so the next more, one, more low vibration. Yeah, yeah. So the next one I would say would be politics and religion as far as okay. uh, lowering vibration. Um, yeah, uh, all right, elaborate on that a little bit um, because okay. Okay, so, my, my, yeah. Okay, so, so I'll start with religion, of course, Um now, I think it's, I guess at some point we can get into what's the, you know, what's behind everything, but I think that religions, you know, very much do lower vibration. Um, and I can give, you know, if you want examples of that, I can definitely give that. Uh, for example, uh, well, just, of course, look into, you know, in the Western world, when we go into a church, the main symbol is of a person being executed. That's the first thing right. you see. Yeah, and that's, yeah it's not I mean, about life. It's, it's, not, it's, it's, it's not about life. It's, it's not a life-affirming thing. Yeah, and that's, to me, that's a low vibrational, you know, just that is a low vibrational symbol. Um, yeah. And then also the cross, uh, when the cross, you know, the cube, the cross is condensed into the cube, which is what, you know, Muslims, of course, that's what they kind of turn towards five times a day for prayer. And I think that represents the dark sun, uh, Saturn, 
and which is it is a low vibrational you know in my opinion a low vibrational thing i know it's not that's kind of a controversial thing to say as well but i think it's these are things that just kind of focus people you know on a worldwide basis that you know do you know lower vibration which i don't know if people really understand what's going on when they take part in it um because of course yeah in new orleans i was brought up catholic and you know, I still have Catholics in the family as well, and I'll speak to them a little bit about it, but I don't know if they even consider these, um, you know, these things. Well, you know, I think what happens is is we we grow up um, accepting these things as normal, and maybe sometimes we never question them because what's being taught is coming from, uh, someone who we were taught to respect and someone who has authority over us. And um, mm-hmm. because, I, I mean, I can, as a woman, I mean, I definitely can see uh, many aspects of religion, uh, you know, being low vibration, you know, especially when it comes to uh, the inequality of women. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so so many of those uh, sort of things, you know, the, um, you know, saying gays are an abomination. Um, I, I mean, you know, the, the fact that, uh, uh, you know, we've lost a feminine face of God in the church, you know, uh, even though you a feminine face of God is thousands and thousands of years older you know, uh, then then there was ever a male God. But, I mean, I know I didn't grow up learning that in the Bible Belt of New Orleans. You know, it took moving away to, mm-hmm. you know, expand, expand that reality. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I can see where some aspects of religion and politics are definitely low vibration. You know, when we look at what's happening um, in the news with, you know, po- politics wise. Uh, yeah, I, I, I can definitely go there with you. Um, okay, let's okay. take one more and, and then we're going to take a break, uh, do a commercial. We'll give Jay a chance to ask his questions. Um, and then we'll come okay. back and, and do, and do the positive stuff. Okay, so let's, great. Uh, so, you know, yeah. So what's another, another low vibration? Okay, so the next one I would say would be um, wheat uh, and recreational drugs. Okay, okay. And um, this is well, yeah, go ahead. Well, I, I want you know it, I, it it just popped into my head. It's not it's not weed or recreational drugs, but I wonder where where money and greed comes in. Um, do you have money and greed as low vibrational things? Yes, I do. That would actually be the last. Um, well, so the last one that I would go into, which is number five, would be anger, violence, and fear. And I think it does, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I don't spell out exactly uh, money and greed um, as being low vibrational because I think, of course, money could be, it's basically a neutral thing. So it could be positive could be used for positive could be used for negative um and Mm -hmm. that's kind of a controversy i don't know if i'm ready to you know these are things that i felt pretty comfortable saying yeah these are definitely low vibrational um so i don't know if i'd call money money that uh greed yeah of course but i would say yeah that greed kind of ties into anger um and fear Uh, so yeah i do kind of address that in the next one 
Okay. All right. Great. 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 Um, I'm 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 mulling over weed and recreational drugs. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. It wasn't um, it, it wasn't weed. It was uh, wheat. Wheat. Uh, wheat. The, oh, you mean like gluten? Yeah. You mean like gl- yeah. gluten? Yeah. Oh. Okay. All right. Well, that's interesting. Um, because you think that helps our bodies be uh, become toxic. I think so. Yeah. I think it's. Um... Well, if you go to, you know, most in the grocery store, I would say 70% of the things in there are made of uh, wheat uh, or gluten products. So I basically, for me, it was just, you know, I did read up on it a little bit, and I started following that type of diet, the gluten-free stuff. Yeah. And it kind of it stuck with me. So I felt that there was something there. And Interesting. it did seem like it did seem like there are some parallels with some of the other um, things that lower vibration, uh, because, of course, religions, they always encourage wheat as part of their, you know, sacrifices and their ceremonies uh, as kind mm-hmm. of a mandatory aspect of it. So I think it was it wasn't just, you know, reading about gluten free. It was more that plus looking at the history and how it's kind of you know, pushed on people to, you know, take part in, which made me really look at it as a serious uh, something to look at when you're thinking about raising your vibration. Right, right. This is interesting. Um, Okay, um, uh, Alan, we're going to take a a break here and uh, give Jay, uh, the caller that's on the line, a chance to uh, ask you a question. Um, Then we're going to go to take a commercial break, and then we'll come back and uh, cover the positive aspects, uh, you know, things that will raise our vibration. So let me unmute uh, Jay here. Hi, Jay. Um, Thanks for uh, tuning in tonight and listening to my conversation with Alan. Uh, Please um, go ahead and ask. Uh, ask your question of our guest. Jay, are you there? Hmm. Um, all right. You know what? We will come back to him. Maybe he stepped away for a second. Um, okay. All right. So we're going to go. We're going to go to commercial here. Uh, a word from Joe Carson, and uh, then we'll be back. Hello, let me say a few things about Joe Carson's film, Dancing with Gaia, an exploration of Earth-based spirituality shot at sacred sites around the world. Here is what Drusilla Pettibone said on Dearmist.com. I was truly touched and even awed by the film. I don't think I can comment on it adequately until I've had a chance to watch it a couple more times. I really appreciate that there is so much substantive information to digest. For example, the info about hinges and tracing the horizon line is all new to me and totally fascinating. The film was obviously very beautiful and I was amazed how it was able to capture so many of the descriptions visually and seamlessly connect vintage footage with modern. I especially loved when images were dynamically superimposed on each other, like the lace with the water and the dancing in the flowering meadow. A visual feast and with so many layers. 
I am also so pleased to have been introduced to Monica Shu and her work. It's so important for pagans to become aware of our heritage. It seems easily lost among so many new books, and the film really brought me home in a new way. Dancing with Gaia is available at dancingwithgaia.com. You've been listening to the trailer for Dancing with Gaia, Joe Carson's feature-length documentary film, in which she interviews 15 visionaries and teachers about earth energy, sacred sexuality, and the return of goddess as Gaia. Joe traveled to ancient sacred sites all over Europe and the Mediterranean to shoot this film. Uh, these spiritual sites from northern Scotland to central Turkey profoundly affected the origins of Western culture. If you've always wanted to see these sites yourself but haven't, this is an opportunity opportunity to experience some of the best ones from your armchair and get their story. The DVD comes packaged with a 45-page color mini-book, which goes even deeper into the material. You can buy the DVD and the booklet for only $20 at dancingwithgaia.com. Um, okay, Alan, I'm going to go back to Jay and see if he's back with us and uh, see if he'd like to ask his question. Okay, great. Uh, hey, Jay, are you there? Jay. Okay, well, we're going to um, – we'll go back to him before we close the show tonight. Um, so, Alan, you've uh, told us some uh, really interesting um, uh, things about what lowers our vib- vibration, and I, I agree with most of them. Um, but now tell us um, how we can raise our vibration. What are things that uh, will help us – um, lift ourselves up. Okay, great. So I would say, um, so the first thing that I put in the book on this section is the opposite of the possessive sex, which would be non-possessive sex. Okay, so so an equal an yes. equal partnership in in all aspects, more or less. Yes. Yeah. So it's not. You know, it doesn't mean that you're just whatever you you know you want to do do or whatever but it's more you know you're just not you know it's not that feeling of okay this is you know my personal property this is you know it's it's more of like you're just a a trusting relationship is what I'm, I'm talking about there yeah okay makes sense all right So what what would be another positive uh, vibration? Okay, so the next one is, of course, uh, meditation, um, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, pretty straightforward. It's just to spend time, uh, you know, especially nowadays with all the technology and everything, just to take time away from that and to do, you know, whatever meditation, you know, you feel comfortable doing, which could be just a form of centering or you know, some sort of transcendental type meditation. Mm-hmm. Uh, just try, yeah, try mind, not to mindfulness. You know, turn your mind. Yeah, turn your mind off for a little bit and just uh, unplug. Just exist. Unplug from yeah, technology. Exactly. <laughs> okay. What next? Uh, next would be the great outdoors and pets. You know, just spending time outdoors, uh, and then I think pets 
do raise vibration. Uh, just, um, yeah, I think they, you know, they have a kind of a loyalty and, you know, just um, something that's beneficial for humans to have to, you know, experience. Um. Uh, Alan, I think we're having a little bit of a glitch here. So, um, uh, and like I said, it usually goes away in a second or two. Uh, but I think what I heard you say is uh, another uh, another thing that raises vibrations is pets and being out in nature. Um, it, it, did I hear yeah. that correctly? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I agree there too. I mean, I think about you know service animals, for instance. Um, I, I, you know, and I know myself. You know, just being out uh, among green trees as opposed to maybe a desert. I mean, you know, some people like a desert scape, uh, but there's you know something about being in that that energy of nature. I think is very heal, healing and does help us uh, raise our vibration. Okay, um, so what are what are some more uh, high vibration things? Okay, and um, I would also say exercise is another one, uh, and that's pretty common sense. Um, but I think it's a reflection. So exercise, of course, gets our physical body flowing, uh, but I think it does the same spiritually in a way. And it's not, of course, that's not just the one thing where you exercise and that's going to, you know, bring you into alignment, but I think it's an important part of the overall program to, you know, to kind of get everything flowing spiritually is to have your body physically, you know, in a position, you know, for that. Okay. So, so being in, you know, is in as good a, a physical health as you, as you can, can muster, you know, regular exercise, that sort of thing. Yeah. That's, of course, it's not a drudgery. It's, it's whatever you enjoy doing. Um, you mm-hmm. know, it could be yoga, it could be, you know, running. Yeah, if you enjoy running a marathon, that's, that's of course, good. But it doesn't, you know, it doesn't have to be something that's a drudge. It could just be whatever you enjoy doing that's, you know, a form of exercise. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, um, do you have uh, others? Uh, yeah. So the last one is just love and forgiveness. Um, and that is, you know, just as it, you know, just forgiving people and, you know, not holding on to grudges and, and just, um, you know, letting go of some things, which is hard, but, you know, I think it's important. Yeah, I mean, I was just having this conversation with someone uh, the other day. You know, we were talking about the complicated relationships we have sometimes with our parents. And, uh, you know, sometimes we become disillusioned or um, uh, angry or whatever. And, um, and you know, we and, and when we hold on to that and hold on to that and hold on to that, uh, it doesn't really do us any good. Um, and it's not that you are forgetting you know, maybe bad things that potentially were done to you, but it, you're not doing yourself any good to hold the grudge. Um, you know, it's it, you. I, I think you you're lighter. You know, you're lighter, and I think that's maybe another way of saying you're you're vibrating on a higher level when you can kind of just let it go. You know, um, let let more things go. Don't uh, don't sweat the small stuff. Um, or even some of the big stuff, you know, sometimes, um, uh, you know, it doesn't do us any good to hold on to it. Yeah, yeah, you're not doing it 
you know, just for, you know, it's not so much, yeah, it is you're forgiving the other person, but it's really for yourself also. It's just to help yourself to, you know, to let go of these things and to move forward. So, yeah. Right. <clears throat> um, no, you you, there, you you have something you refer to as the vortex of creation. Um, do you want to tell me mm-hmm. a little bit about what that is? Uh, yeah, so are you familiar with Esther Hicks? Um, you know, I interviewed someone who uh, about her, but to be honest with you, I can't remember a lot of details about it in the moment. Um, okay. But is, is she sci- science of mind or something? Uh, I'm not sure about that, but I know that the original Secret movie was based on her, um, on a lot of oh. her, which her teachings were. She, uh, my understanding, she has, she's kind of a, um, uh, she does channeling, I think is what you call it, where she, it's not really her, but something speaks through her. But Abraham is an entity or whatever that speaks through her. Um, but it's really, she does say, I'm not really interested in that part of it, but I'm interested, the things that she says definitely ring true for me. And so when they first did The Secret, she was the main, I believe she was the main part of it. Um but then when she saw the the final product, she wasn't comfortable with it, and so she kind of um, it, she wasn't included in it in the you know for the movie. But um, I think she could just goes a little deeper into the law of attraction, like what is the you know what's the um, vibrations, um, and you know how do you connect with the universe to really bring in some of these things and it's beyond just thought. So she got a little bit deeper, which I found interesting in her writing. Yeah. Um, well, you know what you're reminding me of uh, in uh, those old books by uh, the guy by the last name of Redfield who wrote the, Oh, the first insight. Um, I, was that it? Um And um, in the end is the whole book was about following uh, following your intuition, following the signs, and at the very end of the book, I might have had the title wrong. Um, when when you had achieved this um, higher level of vibration, you literally disappeared. Uh, I, I mean, uh, temporarily. I mean, you could sort of phase in and out, but you um, you, you know, if you were, when you were really vibrating on a higher level and you were really connected to the universe, you would literally almost become invisible. You would sort of like be so in sync. Um, God, I'm forgetting the name of that book, but I I know it was on the yeah. bestseller list for so so long. Um, uh, and, and there was uh, sequel after sequel after sequel, and I and I'm seeing the tenth insight in front of me, but I know that wasn't the first one. Um, okay. Anyway, I'm sorry, I, I kind of I kind of uh, de- digressed there, but um, so so Hicks was the one that uh, brought up the idea of the vortex of creation. Yeah, yeah. So I think the vortex of creation is basically I think what you know people would refer to as the crown chakra. Um, and also, I think when you see a lot of the ancient uh, paintings, the halo on figures, I think that's a, another uh, analogy for it of, or another um, way that it's been represented. But I think it's basically right. your connection. It's a connection of your body, your physical body with 
the universe or God or, um, you know, whatever you want to call it. So, yeah, there right. is something above us above us that helps us to connect with what is, what's out there. Okay. Um, well, the way I, I, I'm interested. Way I de- no, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, yeah, the way she describes it, it's kind of like a tornado type um, thing that's above us. You know, like the vortex is kind of like the um, chakra above our head. And it's kind of like I would, the way I envision it, and I think the way she envisioned it, is similar to a tornado that's it's uh, kind of moving in a way so that it's kind of bringing in um, things to us. That's my understanding. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, we, I think we kind of briefly touched on it for a moment, uh, but maybe there was more to be said. Um, who, who or what is um, suppressing our ability to vibrate on a higher level? Okay. Yeah, that's the question. That's the interesting question. Um, so my theory, uh, so I basically, I, I've also, in addition to Esther Hicks, I was also interested in, uh, have you ever read uh, David Icke uh, books or heard of him? No, no, I, I've heard of him, okay. but I haven't read him yet. Okay. So he's a, um, basically a researcher from England, uh, and he would be one of the more popular, um, I guess, uh, UFO type uh, researchers, uh, alien conspiracy uh, type things. And I hate okay. to even use that word conspiracy, but uh, I've always been interested in his work and he, you know, his theory that he puts in, and it's from a lot of research where he goes into, you know, the ancient Sumerians and who did they worship, uh, who were their gods. But his theory is that it is another race that, you know, has been influencing humanity over the years. Um so I guess, yeah, you could say alien. You know, I know you're not supposed to say that. <laughs> but, yeah, that's that's the only word you would use for it is that, you know, it's a, it's another race that's trying to influence us. Um, and I think, you know, in this instance, it would be for ways that are not beneficial to humanity's future. And that doesn't, okay. mean, that there's not, that doesn't mean there's not others, uh, other entities that are, you know, on the other side, like trying to help us, but that's what David Icke kind of focuses on the, you know, how we've been kind of been uh, manipulated by certain entities in the world and history and through religions and everything. Right, right, right. <clears throat> and and so are we talking about um, these these beings or among us, or are they – um, sort of reaching us through uh, other means, you know, like a parallel universe or uh, tapping into our consciousness. Um, uh, explain that, you know, a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. I think it's, um, you know, what he what he puts forward, of course, is that there's a kind of the whole idea of a new world order that's, you know, that people talk about is that eventually that was going to lead to some sort of a fascist um, uh, dictatorship where it seems good in the, in the beginning, but it kind of was going to lead to something where that would enslave humanity. Um, and so I think that the way that is done is through the, you know, bloodlines, of course, that were the uh, royalty in Europe and then 
you know, he puts forward that they're still in control, but they're in control in other ways besides just having a king and a queen or, or whatever. So, uh, so yeah, so yeah, it would be through people that are, for whatever reason, they're, you know, able to be used easier, um, by entities that are from another dimension, perhaps. Um, I don't know. That's a great question. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, if if anything, I am open minded. Uh, um, I I I I think it's really important to, um, you know, not be afraid to, um, you know, to consider and talk about these different things because uh, uh, I I feel like the world is a lot more complicated and layered than, um, uh, you know, we've probably been uh, taught or led to believe. So, um, okay, I, I I totally get that. Um, uh, one more time, I'm going to let uh, our listener who's been hanging on have a chance to uh, maybe ask you a question uh, before we go tonight, Alan. So hang on a second. Okay. Sure. Um, let me unmute them. Um, hi, did you have a question for our guest? It's your last opportunity here. Okay, well, maybe they changed their mind and um, – that's okay too. Um, so, Alan, I've enjoyed chatting with you. Um, uh, this, uh, you know, this did go in a lot more directions than just your uh, typical cliche, um, you know, secret type, um, uh, you know, ideas that uh, that are out there. Um, I, I guess, though, before um, before we say goodnight, is um, there anything that I haven't thought to ask you that? Uh, you know, is a point you want to make or is sort of important to the conversation? Uh, well, I think the only thing was that, you know, I thought it was really important, especially at this time in history, that, you know, it's it's really, it's almost humans are at a point where they have to make a choice. And I think we're being given a choice between, you know, what type of future we're going to have. Is it going to be a, a kind of a high, you can say high vibrational, but more of a, a peaceful future or is it going to be a future that's not, you know, not what we're really, you know, wanting, but, you know, do we just realize that we have that choice? I don't know if, if, if we all realize that. So, yeah, I think that's, yeah. I think it's important, you know, I think it's an important issue to talk about. Yeah. Yeah, I do too, you know, because uh, again, you know, this, this uh, idea of choice, um, I think sometimes we don't give ourselves enough power. Um, you know, the job we choose, the spouse we choose, the friends we choose, the activities we choose, the uh, attitude we t- take on. Um, you know, we have a lot of control over all of that. And, um, you know, or we live in a life where we are dominating others or allowing ourselves to be dominated, you know, or we live in a life uh, allowing people to, um, you know, oppress us, suppress us, uh, you know, maybe make us do things that, um, you know, aren't really good to do, uh, but we do it for a paycheck or, um, you know, we do it because some authority tells us that uh, that's what's normal and right. I mean, there's so many things I could think of, uh, but we can break free. You know, we can, um, uh, you know, choose the higher road, 
so to speak, you know, the higher vibration, we can choose to do the right thing. And, you know, not that it's always easy, you know, like you said, it is a process, but um, unless we start, I I think, um, looking at um, what, what our life consists of, you know, is it high vibrational stuff or low vibrational stuff, or like most of it's probably, it's probably a combination of the two. Um, if we can start just slowly weeding out the low vibrational people, the low vibrational things, um, many of which you mentioned, and I'm sure if we had a panel here, we could probably think of even more. Um, yeah, I, I think we we could, you know, bring humanity to a, um, you know, a much, a, you know, a, a much better place. So this yeah, is important yeah, I think stuff. What's important. I think what's important is we also have free will and that's, they have to, we have to give our free will consent no matter what happens in our future. But I think the most important thing to understand is that while that free will can't be overridden, it could all, it can be manipulated. And I think that's kind of what's going on. Our free will is being manipulated to choose things that kind of lead us down a road that we're not necessarily is in our best interest. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think um I, I think <clears throat> there are a lot of uh politicians out there and uh even some news media that um want to keep us afraid. Um that want to mm-hmm. keep us hating one another, that want to keep us at each other at each other's throats and divided uh because that benefits mm-hmm. them. You know, they want us to just be good little idiot consumers um, and just sort of suck up, excuse me, but suck up all the shit and, um, and, and be quiet and do it and, you know, make money for other people and, um, you know, not really care about our quality of life or what we're doing on the planet or, um, you know, how many people go to bed hungry or abused or, I mean, we could just go on and on here. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, I, I totally agree with what you're saying. And, uh, if, if we, I, I don't know, I think it's important if we, if we do look at these manipulators, um, and, and we start to say, why are these people trying to make me afraid? Why are they trying to make me hate? Um, you know, um, I, I, I think that's a good place to start. Yeah. Yeah. And I think as we, you know, as we raise our vibration, I think a lot of the answers that we're looking for will come. I think that's, you know, what's kind of holding us back is by staying at a low vibration, we're blocking out receiving the answers that would help solve some of these problems, such as homelessness or, you know, whatever it may be. Um, I think it's, yeah, it's, it's a benefit for everybody if we, you know, figure out how to raise our vibration. Yeah, and and just I'll just want to say one last thing about greed. Um, you know, I don't know how greed went from being one of the seven deadly sins uh, to being something that's fine and okay. Uh, but uh, one of the things that really irks my soul are the prosperity gospels and the church being in collusion, if you will, uh, with the with uh, you know the people who um, I don't know. I'm just going to say perpetuate greed. Uh, but that mm-hmm. that's something that really bugs me because if we could get to the point where you know, or we saw uh, greed as almost 
you know, I, I you know, I, I guess it's my Catholic background shining through here, but mm-hmm. saw greed as a sin again or greed as a sickness, um, then I think uh that would go a long way toward um, you know, helping us all raise our vibration because everything then wouldn't be about the money. Um and yeah. uh I yeah. think and yeah. again, yeah, again, these things are kind of like a foundation. So basically, uh, you know, it's not going to – yeah, there's much more that could be done. But I think once, you know, your, the vibration is raised to a certain extent, it kind of helps us to figure out, okay, what's the next step, you know, which then you could deal with some of these very specific issues. This is very a very general book, a very general outline of things that are very simple, pretty well relatively simple to do that we have control over and then i think you know you can you know more could be built upon it that are more specific yeah. for our you know personal circumstances yeah it sounds like a good jumping off off point um so alan where would listeners get your book if uh they wanted to you know uh plumb it a little bit deeper than we had time to tonight yeah yeah so it's available on amazon.com uh, also, balboapress.com. Okay, and it's called Time to Align. Is that correct? Uh, it's Time to Align. It's Time to Align. It's Time to Align. Yes. And your last yes. name is spelled um, L-O-T-T-I-N-G-E-R, Allen with an E, Allen Lottinger. Am I pronouncing that right? Yes. Yes, that's correct. Okay, great. Um, so, Alan, do you have anything else coming up anytime soon, or are you doing any classes or any other uh, new projects or books in the work yet? Uh, nothing planned at this point, but uh, I'll definitely put it on the website uh, as soon as we do. Okay, sounds wonderful. Well, listen, thank you, Alan. I've enjoyed uh, talking to you tonight and also talking to a fellow New Orleanian. I kind of can hear that, uh, you know, that that subtle accent in your voice, and it's like um, going back home a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely. So so listen, eat some beignets and some crawfish for me. I mean, those are the things I so totally miss. Right, right. Yeah, we just caught some redfish today, so it was a good day. Uh, oh, wow. Well, listen, you have a great New Year's, and thank you for putting this uh, great book out there. Um, I think, um, you know, I think it's a service to humanity, and, uh, you know, I appreciate that you have the tenacity to put it out there. It's not, uh, it's not easy to, you know, to get a book out there in the world, so good for you. Yeah, great. Okay, thank you so much, Karen. I really appreciate it. Okay. All right. Good night. Okay. Um, Well, I hope you uh, hope listeners enjoyed uh, that conversation with Alan. I know I sure did. And uh, I want to remind you that uh, next time I will be back will be the 9th of January. Um, I'm going to take off next week for the holiday, uh, but I'll be back on the 9th. And uh, with me will be Heather Mendel. Uh, She is one of the contributors to the new anthology that uh, I curated and came out. uh, We had a soft launch around the Thanksgiving holiday. And uh, Heather, uh, one of the contributors to the anthology, its title is Awaken the Feminine. Um, Her essay was uh, Spirituality, Intuition, and Belief in the 21st Century, Creating a Personal, uh, Evolving, and Mystical Path. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about that. Um, 
And uh, if you are uh, one of my uh, colleagues or fans or friends, uh, I would encourage you to uh, take a look at the new anthology that's out. Again, the title is called Awaken the Feminine. Uh, The subtitle is Dismantling Domination to Restore Balance on Mother Earth. And we have lots of great essays from women and men uh, that sort of help us um, find a new normalcy, you know, help us rethink things uh, so that we can uh, examine our life and maybe um, make the changes we need to make and not accept uh, this domination and exploitation uh, as normal anymore uh, because I don't think it was intended to be that way. We've just sort of fallen into this and uh, uh, we can fix it, but we have to look at it first and um, see where we're going wrong and maybe get some ideas for some new uh, directions. So it's Awaken the Feminine uh, is the main title, Awaken the Feminine, uh, Dismantling Domination to Restore Balance on Mother Earth. And you can get that on Amazon, or if you'd like a signed copy, you can get one from me. Um, You can email me at karentate108 at yahoo.com. And uh, I am selling the books at a discount right now for the holidays. Uh, If you're in the United States, uh, they're $15, uh, which includes uh, shipping and handling. And I'm happy to put a personal note inside for you. So uh, that about does it uh, for me tonight, dear listeners. Uh, I want to thank you for your listener loyalty. You know you are the gas in my tank. Uh, So please uh, have a wonderful holiday. Uh, Do what makes you happy. And, um, you know, think about, uh, you know, don't, uh, don't be afraid to go into the darkness and marinate on what worked and didn't work in 2018 and uh, come up with a plan to uh, have a better 2019. You know, find your authentic self and, um, you know, uh, get that much closer to being the person uh, you'd like to be your uh, your your new authentic you. All right then, um, we'll close the show tonight with a little bit of music here, uh, maybe in tribute to Isis um, because she has been so good to me these last few months, uh, burning away obstacles in my path. Uh, this is uh, from Diva Haley. It's her cut called Isis. Oh, and before I go, <clears throat> I do want to thank the artist Celia uh, for the music we used opening the show, um, and that was from her cut called Connected. Uh, Celia was the artist, and the cut was Connected. Uh, and this is Diva Haley, and the, um, the, it's, uh, the cut from her album is called Isis. Isis, Isis, Oseti. will you donate to the illusion of the ego? Are you ready to directly face the truth of your essential self? It is time to set yourself free.